Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake Colley, and I'm here with Mr. Clayton Harris. Clayton, you doing okay this afternoon, brother? Doing great, Drake. How's it going? Oh, man, we, we are doing fine. It is Thursday afternoon. It is a beautiful early fall afternoon right here in Columbia, Tennessee on West 7th, and you are listening to WKOM 101.7. And we're going to, for the next hour, we're going to sit around. We're going to talk a little sports with you guys. We're going to do everything from the Braves to some NFL, to some college football, and uh, and everything in between. And the first thing I guess we ought to start off with, um, if we're going to talk about the Braves, we should also talk about Aaron Judge and number 61 last night. Ties uh, Roger Maris. That's correct. And, and, and in attendance, that was at Toronto, in Toronto, Canada, at the Blue Jays Park. And um, – in attendance was Roger Maris Jr. and uh, Aaron Judge's mom. They were both in attendance, sitting next to each other. And uh, Aaron ripped a. Uh, the score was tied up three to three, and uh, Judge ripped, ripped a fastball off of Tim Mayza, M A Y Z A, the Toronto pitching staff. And that ball left the park at 117 miles an hour. As they said, it was the fat, the hardest hit home run he has hit all season. I guess they determine that by how how fast the ball is going once it leaves the bat. But it was number 61, and uh, you know, one morning he breaks he breaks Maris's record, he breaks the Yankees record, and he breaks. Uh, uh, the American League record. Now, he does not, you know. Okay, you know, here we go with the conversation again. But he does not break the National League record because Bonds sits at 73 with an asterisk for PEDs. Uh, McGuire and Sosa were also in the National League with St. Louis and the Cubs. When they were when they got in their uh, home run derby seasonal hitting contest, but they also tested positive positive for PEDs. Right, and a lot of baseball purists do not consider that to be the record. And what people are watching now, uh, they consider it to be more legitimate. Well, you know, everybody, you're you're willing to make your own determination for that, uh, how how that is. Uh, My personal opinion is – if Judge test Judge hits sixty two in a season and tests clean, he's the home run. He's the home run leader uh, for a in, season. For yes, for the season, yeah. and and he's also in the run for the triple crown, correct? Um, which is home runs, RBIs, and batting average, uh, which he leads right now in all those categories um, as we speak. But um, so you know, you guys, I mean. Like we we talked in earlier shows, Clayton, that yeah. that horses. You know, have been taken down for, for uh, being for using banned substances in in horse racing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we, we, we. Cars, cars in NASCAR have been taken down. 
uh, broken down and deemed illegal. That's right. And, and, yeah, and disqualified. Disqualified. So uh, why, why are human beings any different? I don't think they are. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, no, I'm, I agree with that. So that's, that's, my, that's my opinion. That's, that's the way it goes. Now, if you talk to Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge has been quoted as saying, you know, when he was nine years old, Barry Bonds was, I think, in 2001, Barry Bonds set that record. Um, it might, or, or, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think okay. it was one. Yeah. So in, in 2001, Barry Bonds set the, set the record at 73. Uh, Aaron Judge is nine years old. And so to, to a nine-year-old, who doesn't is probably not connecting the dots. He's just watching right. TV and watching ESPN and he's a ball player and you know, he's he's going, Wow, that Barry Bonds, he can just rip it. Look at that. Knocking 70, the ball into the bed. Seventy three seventy three home runs. So to Aaron Judge, he has said Barry Bonds holds a record. That's where the standard is set. And that is fine. That is fine. But I think I think Aaron Judge will take sixty two home runs this year. Sure. And be extremely happy. Absolutely. Now what and what we've also talked about before is what do you do if you catch if you if you're out there in Toronto's left field and you catch that ball? Uh which last night they I was I was watching some video of it. And the ball uh, sailed towards the left field, left center, left center, I would say, uh, field wall, and it hit just right right in front of the first row of fans sitting on that well, wall. Like it hit a lower railing. And it, yeah, and it, it just, just below, and, and, and there was two or three fans, guys with gloves, you know. And they're reaching, they're they're reaching down a little bit, and the guy comes over from the guy's left hand side and kind of pushes him a little bit. So there's two or three guys that are reaching right down there for it, and it hits just below their glove and falls into the Toronto Blue Jays bullpen, which Matt Bushman, the Toronto Blue Blue Jays uh, pitching coach that was in the bullpen at the time, retrieved the ball. Now what? People might want to, might not know is Matt Bushman played for Vanderbilt baseball, and he married a reporter named Sarah Walsh out of uh, that worked for Channel Two in Nashville. That is correct. And uh, Sarah, his wife, was down in Florida, and she was sports reporting down there. But because the weather was so bad, she was probably locked up in a hotel somewhere. And um, Mr. B- Coach Bushman handed the ball over to the New York. Yankees pitching uh, bullpen, and they got the ball back to Aaron Judge. But there was no money exchange. There was no jerseys exchange. There's no autographs or pictures or right. season tickets exchange. That's just kind of a gentlemanly, gentleman's agreement that you do that sort of thing um, uh, between baseball, Major League Baseball teams. Souvenirs like that, first home run, first stolen base, 300 stolen base, whatever the deal is, whatever, whatever – the bat, the ball, whatever's involved there, teams are kind of a, an agreement to turn that souvenir over and not kind of hold it hostage for money or anything else, as opposed to a fan catching it, right? Right, right. Which uh, that 61st home run was estimated between one hundred and fifty dollars to $450,000 at auction. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, that's a lot of money. And you know to be to be one of those people to be within inches of reaching out and catching it with a glove and not getting it is probably pretty disappointing. <laughs> but I mean, what are you going to do? Wait, I mean, it's, it's just the luck of the draw, but uh, or the luck of the ball. And Sarah Walsh, who's married to the 
Toronto Blue Jays coach that picked the ball up and handed it over to the Yankees. She kind of tongue in cheek <clears throat> made some references about there goes our, you know there goes our retirement there goes you know you just handed the and and she knew she knows how the whole deal works between major league baseball teams and she was making kind of fun of it. But if you sit down and think about it, yeah, that one ball <laughs> somebody's retirement. I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So it is what it is, but congratulations to uh, Aaron Judge, and he's got about, I don't know, seven or seven more games to to break the record. And as you and I talked about uh, on Monday, you know, the, the, the less the less the, the fewer games you get down to, obviously, the more of a pressure cooker you're going to be in. That's true. That's true. I mean, it, that window's shrinking. I mean, you know what I mean? And, and the, the more you press to hit one out, to break it, you know, just it, – I mean, the harder it gets. I mean, there's just – Absolutely. There's, there's no way – there's no other way about it. Um, so, anyway, like I said, good good luck to Aaron Judge. And uh, and the Braves are – you know, I'll tell you what, this Braves-Mets this weekend um, – it's like a playoff. Before it's a the kind playoff. of a. It's kind of a. It's kind of a post pre postseason playoff. Yeah. Uh, because the Mets are up as of right now, the Mets are up one game on Atlanta, and um, they've got a three three game series starting tomorrow uh, in Atlanta, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it will be packed down there. It'll be a playoff atmosphere because the Braves want to win that division. They want to win the National League East. No, I mean, don't you? I mean, don't you see it that way? Absolutely, and I think the winner of this three-game series is going to win the NL East. I really do. I think it's going to come down to this and uh, whoever. Because if you look at the back end of the Braves' schedule, they finish with the Marlins. I mean, that. that I mean, they do. On. They have a three-game set with the Marlins. That's, after, the, that's three wins. You'd have to imagine. Uh, absolutely, it is three wins. Uh, and the, I'm not sure who. Let me see if I can find that. But I'm not sure who uh, the Mets end up playing, end up their season with. But they, uh, but the Braves should take care of business with the Marlins. And um, you know, like I said, I, I think the advantages of winning the there's a there's a huge advantage of winning the the division. You get a little bit of rest, don't you? And don't and I'm, don't have to play. Obviously, you don't have to play the wild cards. Well, and you get home home field advantage as well. Now the the Marlins. Finish. They have a three-game series after Atlanta with the Washington Nationals. So again, it's going to come down to this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all coming down to this three-game series. And you know, and, and there's nothing more than the Nationals, which probably don't. They're not playing for anything. No, and the Marlins aren't playing for anything. Exactly. But they they'd sure like to play the spoiler the the last the last time out. You know, I perhaps, mean, the, the, the perhaps. Last, you I know. mean, but it, what it does not allow Atlanta or. New York to do is to rest any of their starters. They're going to have to play this thing out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, nothing will be decided until they get through with those three-game there's series a, against yeah, the Marlins and the Nationals. No margin of error, you know, for error here. There you go. Uh, everything else, you know, everything else is pretty much decided. Um, uh, if you go look at the American League, the Cleveland Guardians, which used to be the uh, Indians, you know they've got they they like I said, September fourth they were tied. They got an eleven game lead now, and it's been it's three 
three and a half weeks past. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. How do you do that? Uh, winning a lot of games in a row. I mean, they're eight and two of their last tens, and the White Sox are two and eight in the last tens. Yeah. Uh, in their last ten. So the Cleveland's up. That will, will play. Will represent the American League Central. Um, and Houston has just been running away all year with um, with the American League West. But uh, you know, it, it's not going to be. Uh, the only one that really is going to be decided, it looks like, as far as the playoffs go, is uh, is this Braves and the Mets on um, on this weekend. So we'll see what happens. But I'm thinking uh, it'll be at playoff atmosphere. St. Louis is up by six and a half, and the Dodgers are just running away with their 21 up on San Diego. Wow. So, but anyway, we're up to our first break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. He is Clayton. If you guys give us a couple of minutes, we're going to come back and uh, talk some uh, pro football, some NCAA college football. And don't forget about our hot, hot, Mui Caliente Magic 8 Ball at the end of the hour. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Welcome back to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. He is Clayton. And we are sports across southern middle Tennessee. And we'll talk about just about anything sports related. Correct. And maybe a couple other things, but let's try to keep it sports related if we can. And uh, if you guys are listening to us, we are broadcasting on WKOM 101.7 right here off the Beautiful West 7th Street on, in Columbia, Tennessee on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. And um, we're going to talk a little college football right now. If you guys didn't hear, Texas A&M, who just, um, who just pulled off a two-point victory over Arkansas, who plays Clayton and I, Clayton, mine and Clayton's team, Alabama, this weekend. Uh, that's Arkansas does. But uh, in that victory, A uh, and M took a bad hit, and they lost Aeneas Smith, who is their number one receiver. Yep, that's not going to help them this weekend <laughs> at all. And you know, when you're as anemic—I don't mean to play on words—but when you're that anemic in offense, you cannot lose Aeneas, right? Co- I mean, correct. I mean, correct. you're. Even with Aeneas Smith, who was their number one receiver over the past couple of seasons, I mean, it's his receiving numbers are off the charts. As, I mean, as far as being on the number one receiver on A and M's team, you know, you can't you can't lose him. He's got a lower leg. He's he's fractured um, a bone in his in his lower right leg, I believe, is what his father said, and he's he's gone for the season. Correct. Correct. Um, so uh, that's not good going forward for A and M. Also, uh, earlier in the week, Georgia Tech fired their head coach Jeff Collins. Not a shocker. Not a shocker. Not a shocker at all. But however, I did the Magic Eight Ball did have Georgia Tech this past weekend, and they did cover that twenty point spread, twenty one point spread. They did not win, but they did cover. I think they lost by seventeen. I think that's, like that. I think that's it, right. It was, yeah. But it was pretty close. Uh, it was pretty close. I think UCF was 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 knocking on the door as time ran out and they just decided to take a knee and I was I was very happy about that. So it was the Magic 8 ball. Yes, the Magic 8 ball. I, it, I saw it kind of, you know, smile just a little bit in its little cradle that I keep it in. Um so this weekend the the best matchups in college football and what what to watch on college football if you guys haven't decided yet. And these um 
these are just some of the best matchups beginning on Friday. Number 15, Washington is at UCLA, and Washington's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and both teams are undefeated. Wow. So, uh, and quietly undefeated, but undefeated at this point in the year. You know, you know these teams, they start up with with cupcake schedules and, 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 and moving into their conference schedules. They just kind of start with some warm-up games. Um, you know, and I'm not, not going to call out any teams around here. I mean, they all do it. Alabama does it. Tennessee does it. So, you know, the big – Big, small, and big programs, uh, especially the bigger ones, will will feed on the smaller programs early and hopefully get out of there with a win unless you play Appalachian State, somebody or, like that. Or, or MTSU. Or MTSU. And congratulations <laughs> to the Blue Raiders. And they just – I thought Miami was supposed to be kind of up in the upper tier of the ACC. We yeah. heard they were back, but we were – Mario Cristobal's back down there, right? I mean, yeah. that's – For now. Yeah, he's he's down there for okay, now. Okay, well, yeah. you can't – you can't you can't come back. You can't make the comeback. I mean, you know, not to say MTSU is the worst of the worst, but I'm just saying, come on, you gave them their first win over you're a ranked the, opponent. You're the U, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're the U. I know a guy that loves the U, and I'm sure he's from Nashville. I'm sure he's extremely upset over that loss on Saturday. Uh, Michigan travels to Iowa. Four and zero. Michigan travels to Iowa. They're an 11 point favorite. And, you know, they, these two teams played last year in the Big Ten Championship game. They did. They did. And it was did not it, – it didn't turn out well for, for one of those teams. No, it was not much of a game. The Hawkeyes got got plucked. They did. They were plucked. They plucked them. Um, so, uh, you know, that that could happen again. I don't know. I don't think I was – I was kind of anemic on offense this year that, too. That I, game is at Iowa. Yeah, it's at Iowa. Yeah. And I and and I've I've yet to see uh, Harbaugh take his foot off the pedal when when he has these teams. It's, oh. a, it's a lot closer last week than I thought it would be with Maryland. Um, oh, okay, right. I mean, you know I, what I mean. So I, I, I was kind of surprised at how close that game. And was. I think Baby Two and Maryland are are are, 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 are a formidable formidable opponent. They're not the Michigan's Ohio States of the world, but they're pretty. They're they're not bad. I agree. I mean, you know, I agree. No, I. And they, but, Michigan but won you, by seven. If you told me the Maryland covered, yeah, they did cover. But go. if you told me that Michigan got beat at Iowa this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised either. There you go. I just wouldn't be. Okay. Um, number seventeen, the Kentucky Wildcats the, out of the Bluegrass State, the undefeated Kentucky Wild. They Cats, are. Correct. They are four and zero, and they are getting six and a half points from number fourteen Ole Miss at Ole Miss, undefeated Ole Miss. Who has not played so, anybody? And and you know what? Earlier in the week, Lane Kiffin uh, was doing some interviews, and he was he was complaining about the crowds at Ole Miss games, and he thinks he thinks there's too much socializing going on, and not enough attention being played uh, being paid to um, his football team and and the game. Well, I mean, you know, you know the Grove and all that stuff. They're on the Grove and cocktails and breakfast and all that good type of stuff before the game or right. tailgating that's going on. And so I assume what Lane is upset about is that people are just kind of hanging out on the Grove past kickoff time and just kind of meandering in inside the stadium to watch a little bit of a football game. And they're there. He thinks he, he kind of implied they're there more for the party than they are for the players. Okay, well, let, let let me give 
Lane, and I like Lane Kiffin. Don't get me wrong. I like Lane Kiffin. Okay. I really do. All right. But Lane, look, if you want people to come into the stands and stay or get there early and not leave a good, like, for example, Florida-Tennessee game or any other exciting ball game that could be owned out at the tailgates, schedule somebody else other than Troy, Central Arkansas, and Tulsa Okay. It's your first three home games. That's I, I mean, good gosh. I agree. That's pitiful. I agree. I agree. And and you know, that's that that could be, you know, if Lane Kiffin was sitting in the studio right now and I would say, Lane, did you hear what Clayton said? You gotta schedule somebody else. That's a that's a little bit more interesting and a little bit yeah. a little bit more competitive. I, yeah, I, I mean, would say am I am I gonna miss the end of the game of the week on CBS? That's a one possession game. I think, or am I going to rush into the stadium to watch the kickoff against Central Arkansas? And, Give me a break. And Tulsa, I think Tulsa covered in that game. The Tulsa they game, they did. It was only an eight point game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. So I mean, I don't know. You, you might depends on who you. I mean, who how, you schedule. I, how exciting was the twenty eight to ten win over Troy? I mean, come on, yeah. Ugh. So we we'll see what happens. But Lane is not. I, I think Lane is just basically putting out an SOS to everyone to get your butts inside the stadium before kickoff and stop coming in uh, after the first quarter or halfway through the second quarter because, you know, the, the, he's, and he said, quote, it looks like a high school game out there at the beginning of the game. Well, so. and the good news for Lane, it gets better. They got, like we mentioned, undefeated Kentucky coming in this weekend. Then they have Auburn, uh, Alabama, and Mississippi State on the home schedule the rest of the way. Well, I mean, okay, and and that's a that's a very very formidable sure opponents for your Absolutely. home schedule. Yeah, so people will, you know, maybe they're saving up. You know, maybe they're saying, you know, maybe the, egg bowls at the end of the year. There so. you go. So there's they're they're saving up for the egg bowl there in Ole Miss. Um, other games of note this weekend: Oregon State is at Utah. Um, Oregon State just came off that three-point loss to USC, which was kind of surprising to me. I, the Beavers had every opportunity to win they, that game. They, they had four turnovers. Terrible. How did they keep it that close? Ter- my, I mean, how do you keep it? Terrible interceptions at the end of the game. I mean, they had four turnovers, and they kept it within three three points of USC. I mean, Agreed. So, I mean, I, I, think, I do think it's more that Oregon State has improved. Okay. It's not that USC isn't is, as good as we think. Or the, be, the beavers, the beavers are yeah, better. They're, they're the beavers better. are better. The beavers are better. For the sure. beavers are better. So Utah is favored by eh, 10, 11 points in that game. Now, one of interest, the next game we're going to talk about is Wake Forest at Florida State. And that's kind of been, Clayton and I have kind of been on this, you know, I've been on this Wake Forest train all year. And I, I like Sam Hartman. I like the receiver Perry. And I like their running back. Um, I think they're all going to, going to play at the next level and i think to be successful in football you kind of have to have that trilogy you kind of have to have that special wide receiver a good quarterback and a hard nose powerful running back and i think wake forest has that now they got beat by clemson last weekend but they did cover the seven and a half points which is they did which is an important aspect of, of what we're talking I about. still don't know what Hartman's thinking on that pass to the end zone. I mean, there was three guys over there in coverage. That, that was a bad throw. 
Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that, you know, and he's got the, if you ever watch Wake Forest play, they've got, they've, they've got this kind of run option deal where, yeah. the, where the running back comes up behind the quarterback and, and kind of delays and he sticks the ball in his stomach as the quarterback is kind of running through his progressions out on out for his receivers it's the longest delay <laughs> i've ever it, seen and i mean i mean they literally hold it in the running back's stomach until the last second that's right and yeah. then he just kind of jerks it out and pulls it up in one motion and throws it and right. it is it, it's really sad to see and they kept against clemson they kept wearing out number what he was number 20 he was number 20 and wide he could not he couldn't cover him he couldn't cover the uh number nine perry i'm telling you this weekend um I'm kind of liking Wake Forest plus the point. And that game's that's, at Florida State. That's not a magic eight ball. We're going to get into that tomorrow. But uh, but you might be you gamblers out there might want to look at Wake Forest plus the points against uh, Florida State. You know Florida State and and Mike Norvell uh, were very for, they're four and zero, but they're very fortunate to be four and zero after they basically blew the game at LSU. Yeah. You know, that, thank that, God, that, that, thank yeah. God, LSU misses an extra point to tie up and go in with no time left, right. or Florida, or Florida State probably loses that ball game. Or Florida State blocks an extra point to win the game. So you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, and that game's in. Is that in uh, at Tallahassee? That's at Tallahassee, yes. Okay. So, and I, you know, we'll have to see what, the, what how how the hurricane plays out down there too, because they might they might. Move that game to later in the year. It could, yeah, absolutely. Although it does, the hurricane does look like it's going to hit the the go up the east coast, possibly. So. Right, right, and you know Tallahassee's kind of in the northern part of the state. Yeah, so around like, the Panhandle, the end of yeah, it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of just just east of the Panhandle. Right, kind right. Of, it's or, kind of in the, in the northern part, so it could very well miss miss Florida State. But you, uh, but you gamblers out there, you might want to take a look at West Virginia. Or Excuse Wake me, Wake Forest plus points. Um, number two, Alabama travels to Arkansas, and I and I very interesting. And I'll tell you right off the bat, like I tell everybody, to win in to win a football game in Fayetteville is extremely tough to do. I, I don't know Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely, I don't know what it is. But they travel to Alabama travels to number twenty, Arkansas. Arkansas has got a bad taste in their mouth with that two point loss to uh, A&M, which I thought there would be more points scored in that game. I lost a little money. I had the over total in that uh, A&M Arkansas game, and I lost a little money uh, in that game. I, I thought there'd be more points scored. And it was the, the over under in that game was like 51. I mean, right. they score 42. I'm like, I'm sure I didn't get to watch the game or listen to it. I was doing something else. But I'm sure there's more opportunities in that game. I, there had to have been. I, I got to watch Arkansas play last year in person, and the big difference between their team this year and last year, they don't have the playmakers at wide receiver like Traylon Burks, who's okay. with the Titans. Uh, they can go down the field and make the uh, – Jefferson, to me, without those guys, is an average quarterback in the SEC. Okay. So he's having to do it all? I mean, no matter what? For, for the most part, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Could throw and run, and, you know, whoever he throws to is, is not – is not running up and down the field with it. I mean, you're going to see Pete Golding and the Alabama defense this weekend blitz a lot. They're okay. going to man up. They're going to play man on these guys, and they're going to they're they're going to send the house to Jefferson. Well, Alabama is a 16 to 17 point favorite at Arkansas, and normally, I, and just from my experience of watching Alabama football, when they're when they're kind of a big favorite away from home. 
and I know they were a big favorite. They were twenty one point favorite against Texas, and they almost got beat. They won by one point, twenty to nineteen. But they, but you better be careful betting on Alabama when they're big point spreads away from home. Now, if this was 2009, 2012, 2011, I would be all over Alabama right now. Right. But it's not the same type of football that it was back then. You got a lot more points, defense. It matters, but not like it did. Uh, these defenses today are going to give up points. There's just no doubt about it. So I agree with you. I, I I'm not going to touch this game. No, no. It'd probably be a fun game to watch. Sure. Um, and the Alabama, Arkansas people will be extremely fired up like they always are and calling the hogs in and suey this and suey that. Right, right. Yipping and yapping. So so it'll be a fun game to watch. And uh, the last game that we I've got written down for a good matchup this weekend is NC State. Number, yes. Number 10, NC State. Is at number five Clemson. What's the spread? And Clemson is a six and a half point favorite. So, Ooh, that's a low number at home. I mean, you know, Clemson, and, and you folks might not know this, but Clemson, this is the first time in over ten years that Clemson has not has has been below a double digit favorite. So let me repeat that. So. In the past 10 years, at home, Clemson has been favored by 10 points or more playing at home for the past 10 years. This is the first time in the past 10 years they are not favored by 10 double digits. They're favored by six and a half, probably seven points some places. Where do you think public money goes on this game? <sighs> you know, just because it's Clemson, probably Clemson. It might, and it very well might be split. It very, Does you know, that bode well for be, an NC State backdoor cover? I, you know, NC State. Sometimes I've watched a couple of their games this year. They they tend to look like they struggle on offense a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. Um, their quarterback Leary, I think that's his name, uh, Devin Leary. If I if I remember correctly, I'm just off the top of my head, but. He kind of, you know, they, they kind of struggle a little bit, but their defense kind of makes up for that. Their defense kind of keeps them, keeps the other team in check within within striking distance. So this is going to be a little different than the Wake Forest matchup we saw with Clemson where people were scoring touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring, and, and I kind of like the undertotal in that, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. And I, I just think that NC State is a much tougher defense um, than Wake Forest is. I mean, it's just it, it's just the way it is. Wake Forest doesn't doesn't lean on their defense; they lean on their offense, and uh, and that's why I'm I'm kind of kind of kind of thinking that the under total is is probably the way to go in this NC State Clemson game. But we are approaching our second break, and uh, we've got to make a little money. Uh, here at station or we couldn't bring all this wonderful sports information to you this is the front porch sports radio hour i'm drake he's clayton and i'm on during the break i'm getting the magic eight ball out to let you know let you guys know who to fire down on tonight uh don't go anywhere we'll be right back
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Welcome back to this Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's Clayton. And we're going to get in some NFL talk. And at the end of this little segment here in the next, oh, 15 minutes, we've got a little Magic 8-Ball pick for tonight. And let me tell you something about this Magic 8-Ball, folks. If you don't know about, about my Magic 8-Ball, you have been paying very close attention about what's going on in the gambling world because I've got this special old-school Magic 8-Ball. Okay, and it gives out football picks against the spread. 
And oh, since last Thursday, pay attention. Since last Thursday, the Magic Eight Ball is seven and one against the spread. Clayton, are you awake? I, can I? That, that it's just incredible. Can I get some? Te- can I get? Can I get you to testify to the truth of, it, of what I'm it's saying? It's happened. It, it's incredible. I was actually talking about this with someone earlier today, and they were talking about the Magic Eight Ball and how the Magic Eight Ball has just been incredible over the past two weeks. Well, I'm just telling you. I you know I don't know what to tell you, people. This is this is free free information for you to make money. Uh, now, not to say that the Magic Eight Ball can't go ice cold too, but as of right now. Do not look a gifted horse in the mouth, the old saying goes, and do not shun or disrespect the eight ball because the eight ball has been on point, seven and one, and it's got one to go tonight. All right, let's hear it. Not quite yet. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. No, we're not going to do that right now. Okay. So uh, tonight we have got a pretty darn good football game. Now, if you've got Prime, if you've got Amazon, if you've got Prime Video. What a genius move. Think about all the bars across the country, like Buffalo Wild Wings and others that have to have Prime now for, well, for the Thursday night game. And at a billion dollars a season for the next 13 seasons, they better they better start calling in and ordering some Prime Video because that's the only way you're going to see the ball game. Correct. Uh, Correct. Unless you live in Miami, which has just had a pretty tough uh, – well, no, Miami didn't get hit. There. Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. Fort Myers the that's one that right. got hit really Well, good. anyway, in the Florida area, in general, I would probably sure. say you, you probably could pick up on your local TV the, the Dolphins. Correct, correct. Uh, or if you're in Cincinnati, you're probably the state of Ohio, you pick up. But everywhere else, you got to have Prime Video. Prime. That is correct. Amazon Prime Video. But uh, tonight's game, uh, the 3-0 and Fins, they're undefeated, and they're playing the 1-2 Cincinnati Bengals, but the Bengals are favored. How how can that be, Clayton? How, how can they're, that because how, they are at home and they are. But, the, but wait a minute, they're, but they're, but but the Dolphins are undefeated. How can it be that the that the Bengals are favored by three and a half? How can that be? It's, Vegas knows. Vegas knows, and they know that like the claw. They, Vegas like the claw. The claw knows all. They all ba- knowing claw. They are banking that the general public is going to think. Like the way you were just talking, how in the world could this be? I'm going to put my money on the Dolphins, and what always happens? The Bengals will get a win tonight, and Vegas wins. Well, I mean, that's yet to be seen. The Magic, there is a pick in that game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to check back with the Magic Eight Ball here in a few minutes and, and give you that. So hang on, guys. Now in college tonight, South Carolina State is a 40 point underdog. At South Carolina, I'm not sure if South Carolina can score 40. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I'm really, I'm serious. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. The, the the quarterback from Oklahoma that they had, uh, Rattler, yeah, Spencer, Ray, he has been awful, awful. I thought the Golly. guy, I thought the guy was the second coming of like I don't know no, whoever out there in Oklahoma. And what? What's going on with that cat? Uh, he's just not very good. Well, I, I mean, good gracious! I mean they they are they are bad. Well, I'm not sure for all you gambling uh, people. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't I'm not touch su- that. I wouldn't either. But if I'm I not, did, I'd go South Carolina State, wouldn't you? Oh, I, without a doubt. I, I mean, you know, I don't think. Like I said, I don't think South Carolina can score forty, and that's kind of what. And and, and I, I kind of like the over. I like the over in the Alabama Arkansas game because South Carolina scored thirty on Arkansas. God. And if I'm just telling you all, South Carolina offensively is terrible. They have no skill position guys, and 
they're just not very good. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what the forty points is about, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Utah State is traveling to BYU. So, and Utah State is getting 20, 24 and a half points. Now, we know a little bit about Utah State, and they played our favorite team, the Alabama Crimson Tide. And they're a team that had a lot of success last year. I don't think they're near the team this year that they were last now, year. I think, I think their defense was pretty stout last year. Didn't they, have they, a, they, they, didn't they have a pretty strong defense? But they, I mean, they were not bad. I, actually, I think they beat Utah last year, if I'm not mistaken. What BYU? What you got to watch out for in that game is that BYU is not thinking to next week, uh, next weekend when they host Notre Dame uh, out there on the campus of uh, Brigham Young University. Well, it, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know, but those games on the West Coast, man, they're hard. They're hard to figure out gambling wise sometimes. You they know are. what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean when you when you, it's crazy because you get. You get two teams together, and they have this big, huge total of 66, 67, you know, getting close to 70 points on the over-under total. And then they play each other, and, uh, you know, it's 13 to 10. And then you're going, wait a minute. And right. Then, and then, you know, then the next week they'll lower they'll they'll lower that over-under total down, and you think, well, that's way too high, and you, they play each other. And then it's 56 to 58. And then you, you're just scratching your head. I can't. Like, how did that happen? It's hard to pinpoint those those West Coast teams on the over-under totals. Um, but tonight, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm, I'm going to go – we're a little ahead of schedule right here, so I'm going to go on and tell you what my Magic 8-Ball came up with. The Magic 8-Ball tonight uh, likes the under-total in the Cincinnati uh, Dolphin game. And what number do you have that at? 48 and a half. Under – 48 and a half. Now, and, and, you know, and, and the thinking is what? The thinking is, well, man, that's crazy, Drake. You know, there's no way that – there ain't no way that that's going, that game's going under. you got Jamar Chase. You've got Joe Mixon. You've got Joe Burrow. You've got Tua. You've got Jalen Waddle, And you got Tyreek Hill. And you got the running back that catches the ball. Edmonds, Chase Edmonds out of the backfield for Miami. And – you know, they're going to be running. It's going to be a track meet. Well, you know what? Don't lose faith in the Magic 8, okay? Because I'm going to tell you, the Magic 8 will make you feel some pain if you don't follow what it says. And so tonight, what are you, what are you going to do? I'm taking the under. Well, there you go. I'm taking the under. And why are you taking the under? Because the Magic 8 ball said so. Word. I don't question, exa- I don't question exactly, the Magic 8 ball. That's exactly why we do. We follow We follow the 8 ball. We don't. And if he told me to take the Dolphins tonight, I would take the Dolphins we tonight. Get, you know what? We're getting behind the 8 ball. Absolutely. You know, you know that, get, let, let's, let's, turn that, let's turn that negative derogatory phrase cliche around. You know that. Oh, I'm always put by my life is I'm behind the eight ball all the time. Behind the, you know what? We're going to turn that around. We're going to make that a good thing. Yeah, we're gonna a- make, absolutely. We're behind a- absolutely. right here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We are behind the eight ball all the way. We are going under tonight because the Magic Eight Ball has told us to, and we do what it's like Simon says around here. Yeah. You know, Simon says, clap your hands. Right. What do we do? We clap our hands. Correct. You know? Correct. And it clap your hands. What do we do? We don't clap our hands because Simon didn't say so. But we're telling you right now, the eight ball said under in the Miami-Cincinnati game, under the 48 and a half. 
and that's what we're going to do. We're going to go under the 48 and a half. And that's all that that's all, that's all I got to say about that. Well, I'm looking forward to it. There you looking go. forward to it. There you, and you can catch that game tonight on Amazon Prime. Kickoff at around 7:20ish, I believe. Okay. One other thing I want to talk about today this afternoon, um, and I didn't hook you guys into the end for the Magic Eight Ball pick, but that's okay. Maybe you'll stick around a little bit longer. Is Brett Favre? What? Yeah. What's what's going on down in Brett? What 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 is Brett Favre doing? First of all, Brett Favre. I hope he has a lawyer. Everybody everybody knows that Brett Favre is a household name. You know, a legendary quarterback, Hall of Famer with Green Bay Packers at Southern Miss. When I was going to University of Alabama, um, he was the quarterback one year at Southern Miss. Uh huh. Southern Miss used to play a, a number, a couple of SEC teams right around there. And two of the teams they played were Alabama at Alabama to get a nice paycheck. And they play, would play Auburn at Auburn. Correct. Well, um, one year when Brett Favre's quarterback in Southern Miss, Golden Eagles, he went to Alabama, Tuscaloosa, beat Alabama. Then he turns around a few weeks, a couple weeks later, goes down to Auburn. Same year and beats Auburn. Good gracious! I mean, you know, and that's Southern Miss. Was that and, during the Bill Curry era? That was, yeah, that uh, was that, that was the dark years. But I mean, and that, know, that did probably didn't bode well for Pat Dad yeah. lose. And then uh, he got drafted by the Falcons. Correct. When there's and, backup, and then the Falcons thought that he was, you know, he just wasn't. He just wasn't what he was, and so they traded him off the Green Bay Packers, and history was written. Um, correct. But moving forward, uh, right now, Brett Favre's found himself in a little bit of heat. Big time. Because um, he's gotten involved with – he has a daughter that plays volleyball for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And he made a pitch to build a volleyball-type stadium – uh, gymnasium, I, I don't know what the small deal. arena type deal. But yeah. he got in content. Obviously, there's some there was some money that was set aside through the Mississippi state government for, from what I understand, welfare type programs to build maybe maybe playgrounds or sport. It must have been some type of recreational development type yeah. money earmarked. Uh, money earmarked for recreational development around the state of Mississippi. Well, Brett Favre and a couple of other uh, former governor of the state of Mississippi that's it, was involved, and they got this money funneled down to Brett Favre to build this volleyball facility as his daughter plays for Southern Miss and build this facility on Southern Miss campus. Well, okay. First of all, that's probably not not on the up and up. Second of all, uh, the stadium never got built. <laughs> the money was sent. The money and money went into Brett Favre's account and maybe another person or two's accounts. But the the stadium, uh, the facility, volleyball facility for Southern Miss was never built, and also. Brett Favre was contracted for Southern Miss and through the state of Mississippi to do some speaking engagements about this facility and do, you know, talk it up, whatever the deal is. Well, he 
contracted him to do about four to six engagements. He never showed up for any of them and got paid, I don't know, between one and two million dollars to do that. Good. And so, you know, Brett is just Brett's kind of taking some hits. Uh, uh, obviously. You know, and now there's some articles coming out from the cities that he's played football in, uh, like New York, when he went to the Jets. And I was telling you before the show, when he was at the Jets, he had his own locker room. He didn't – I mean, you're the quarterback. I mean, wait a minute. I mean, I know, I know you're Brett Favre. I know you're famous. I know you're all that. But – but and and he wouldn't even get dressed with in the same locker room with his other teammates. He had – in his contract, he had to have a separate – State a separate dressing room set up there at the stadium and at the practice facility. So he never got dressed or showered or did anything with any of his teammates. Does, does that sound? That's bizarre. Does that sound like a leader of a team to you? Or does that sound like a prima donna? Sounds like a prima donna. That's I what mean, it sounds like to me. You know, I, I, is Brett Favre, is, is he kind of just like a, in, in, wrapped up all in a little – I'm trying to think, is is he what sports kind of has happened to sport, great sports players? They, they're just, I, well, they're so coddled and, and, and everything they do, they never do anything wrong. And they live in a bubble. They're allowed to do, they're allowed to do anything they want to do. Alternate I mean, reality. Well, you know, here's the other thing too, and I'm sure this is going to come up because I have a feeling this is going to, this could lead to some type of criminal referral. It, or, it very, I mean, that's what they're looking at right now. And what you're going to hear from the Favre camp, is something that I it's rung true in my mind because when it first came out, it kind of took me aback because I'm sitting there thinking, "Wow, uh, what he's saying is pretty incredible." He said the the year after he retired from football, that's following spring, his daughters played soccer. He didn't recall that summer ever watching them play in the spring huh, because of concussions. His eggs could be scrambled. I mean, that, and that's probably what they're going to their, their their defense in this is going to be like he's he doesn't remember anything he, because he that's why he, he didn't, he that's probably why they'll say that's why he didn't show up to and, those meetings and or of course, to those to those paid events now text and people say oh they, well you know well Favre has denied everything yeah. about this however there are texts that have surfaced between the former governor. Uh, and Brett Favre and talking about how to keep this out of the media and not have a money trail back to him from the state. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough to defend all that. Uh, but, you know, if if you say, you know, he's been hit in the head so many times, he doesn't remember the – then I, I don't know. But as it turns out, um, that's what's going on with Mr. Farb. You guys might want to keep up with it if you find it interesting. Oh, it's but, it's going to be news before long. And, and the thing about it is uh, ESPN took Michael Vick to task over the dog fighting thing. Absolutely. And you guys watch ESPN and see how much of this Brett Favre story comes out. I don't I don't think you'll see near as much about Brett Favre as you saw about Michael Vick and the dog fighting incident. I just don't. You may you And may, I don't think that's right. Well, when he gets when he when he gets charged with a crime, it's going to be national news. There you go. Okay, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is Thursday. You all have a great Thursday night. Don't forget about the Magic 8-Ball under on the fins tonight. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with some more picks and some more sports talk right here on 101.7 WKON. I'm Drake. He's Clayton. We're out.